Give me a, te- a check, check, check. Check, check, check. There we go. Oh, this is so cool. All right. Okay. So we are rolling on the pagey train. We're, I think we're rolling just the... Double check. Yeah, we're rolling. Yeah, right. Okay. So welcome to the pagey train, guys. Brought to you by Still Searching Productions. Today I have with me Adrienne Galotta, um, a.k.a. Adrienne... Uh, what was that? Amida. Um, Amida. Yes. Welcome, Adrienne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, my first podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. That's my so, first as well. Oh, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I couldn't notice. So. <laughs> um, but look, I've gotten you on the show today because yeah. you're um, certainly an ambassador for um, actresses in Western Sydney um, and, and um, you know, just media arts in general. Um, you know, you're, um, you've just started up a photography business? I have. Um, so that's uh, under my, my name, Adrienne Armida. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I specialise in portraiture. absolutely love it. I feel like on this acting film production kind of pathway I've been on for the since I was about 15 it kind of was always going to happen I think mm-hmm. um I know about two years ago I just kind of it clicked to me that I absolutely love being behind the camera and capturing those moments mm-hmm. and I I feel like I've got the eye for it as well and I'm a people person so portraiture was just a, a supernatural thing okay um because I, I actually met you behind the camera not in front of the camera. That's right. Um, it was for um, a, a TVS production in that really big studio, which they've got. It's gone now, unfortunately. So so sad. Um, but um, that was that was that show. It was uh, the Y Generation. The y Generation. Yeah, yeah. I was training yes. you as a floor manager. Yeah. Yeah. And then I basically stuck in that role like for almost the entire season. Mm. Um, I loved floor managing. It was great. I don't know. I love. I love being all hands on deck mm-hmm. and kind of being across everything and being re- in a fast paced kind of role. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, having the director in your ear, but then also kind of being able to kind of be the director, like <laughs> while he's kind of cutting stuff and and watching everything. That was really really fun. Yeah. Well, it was. You, you took to it like a duck to water. You did a really good job. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, also had a great team. Um, it was just, that was one of the best times of my life. I loved every second of that. I I would do that, like, forever. Yeah, it's a, it is a cool job. It is definitely a cool job, but um, it's a pressure job as well. Like, um, I, I, I have burnt through a few floor managers before, <laughs> I must say. I don't know if I'm a slave driver. I think I'm an approachable dude. I'm just a bit you're demanding. A, you're an approachable slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Nate, when you're listening to this, um, yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> um, get well soon, man. Get well yeah. soon. Big shout out to Nate. Shout out to Nate. Haven't met you, but I will one day, hopefully, if you're a cover. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, but, so back to photography. So how long have you been doing? How long again have you been doing that? Um, well, I started my business at the beginning of this year, so January. But then, in the last year prior to that, I would probably say that's when I realised it's it's what I wanted to really do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, I actually probably spent most of last year travelling a lot, and that kind of brought it out of me. So oh, obviously, because I'm traveling, you're taking photos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I just fell in love with just people watching and really like delving into different cultures and and the way everyone kind of works and. I don't know. Loved it. Loved capturing that kind of stuff. I think I'm a bit of a people watcher. Like yeah. I, I, when I go to a cafe or a mm. pub, I tend to pick a seat where I'm looking at the entire establishment. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. It's highly entertaining. Yeah. I mean, 
being an actor as well, like the human psych fascinates me and mm. I always am observing and wanting to understand and learn more about just the way people tick and stuff. And watching them is so, it's, you know, I think it's a, it's a thing if you're into film, <laughs> you know, you're just that kind of, that way inclined and curious. Yeah, I think I, I, I certainly like different characters. I'm really into characters. Um, and, you and are a, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because um, <laughs> you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh, that, I remember that movie now. Yeah, that's uh, Pop Fiction. Of course. Say goodnight, Raquel. Mm. Goodnight, Raquel. <laughs> goodnight, Raquel. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love that film. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty good. Um, I, I, um, but moving on to um, your acting roles, um, mm. you've done a few. I, I remember years and years ago, your first film that I saw you in, um, Impact. Mm. Yeah, for uh, 2016 Made in the West. Like, this is early days Made in the West, like that's, during the transition. That's early days. But then I even did, I did two prior mm. with Daryl... Uh, Kip Bondad, DK Bondad. See, okay, see that last name right there? Mm, <laughs> I'm mm. terrible with last names, so <laughs> big shout out to Daryl. Gonna net you for the show too, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, um, I always get his last name wrong. Yeah. Always. It's, it's pretty easy, pretty easy. Hopefully you remember it now. Mm. We'll see, we'll see when he is. So how do you say it again? Bondad. Bondad. Yes. Yeah, no, but what's the first part of it? DK. So D- Daryl Kip Bondad. Daryl Kip Bondad. Yeah, yeah okay. Because um, <laughs> when I read it, my mind just goes. <laughs> but that, look, it's not just his name; it's everyone's last name. Everyone's. I'm terrible. I'm terrible yeah. with last names. Mm. Well, um, he, do, like halfway through uni, I had studied at NIDA from the age of fourteen till about. 20. Oh, wow. Yes. So I spent a, like every weekend I possibly could at that school, mostly because I wanted to push myself and kind of just go into it in the best way I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also because my school, it, it always got dropped because we had a really small grade and there were never enough people to fill it up, which really sucked for me. <laughs> um, but I loved it. And then I kind of stopped acting for a little while. I had, I think the last... I had done like a couple of plays and and short kind of things and, and like an ad or two and then I took a break and then halfway through the uni course I think it was 24 no yeah 2014 2013 mm-hmm. Daryl was like oh you know if you used to do it if you love it how about you like make something with me and I was like absolutely let's just do it and it's weird I think life just brings you to these moments like where things are supposed to happen, you're supposed to meet certain people. And if I didn't meet my friends at uni, my life would be so different. And I would have done like these films. I probably would have kind of let it slide a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But we did City by the River. That would have been, I'm pretty sure that would have been the first one maybe that we had. Yeah, okay. And then The Thing About You. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, And then Impact was like, that was with Chris Collins who Mm -hmm. wrote and directed and I accidentally get kidnapped slash hit Oh, by was it because you were hit by a car and then they, yeah. they panic and they put you in the boot and then you end up tied up in their house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, a, a, a fun story. It was, <laughs> it was a very fun story. That was a lot of fun to film. Um, I hadn't done anything like that before and I want to do something like that again. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I might be soon, but we'll get to that later. 
but I love being bloodied up and having to get into this mindset of, oh my God, these people are going to kill me. It was oh, so a you, lot of fun. So you like the, the nitty gritty sort of yes. stuff like that, the I granular. Love the nitty gritty. Cannot handle blood in real life mm-hmm. at all. Like if I see it, my arms will go limp and I'll probably pass <laughs> out and have an anxiety attack. But if it's all fake, I'm all for it. I'm, the, I'm actually the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I see something gruesome on screen, I always wince, you know, like, Oh, Ooh, yeah. but um, you know, if someone had broken their arm, I'm the first yeah. person to be helping them, or like, I I'm I'm the I'm everyone's first aider. Well, you know what? I did first aid once, completely forgot it the next day, and then I remember like one time someone did need help, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just all escaped my mind, and I was like, someone help! I can't do this. <laughs> I don't know. I get way too scared. Um, if it's real, like really realistic in movies. Um, then it does gross me out, but otherwise I'm alright. Yeah, oh, when 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 um, you know when trouble knocks like that, I, I just uh, tend to become calm and just deal with it. Um, and and I just I go I go into director mode. You go do this, you go do this, and I'll assist with this, and then start bandaging them up, whatever mm. whatever's needed. Mm. Um, but yeah, on film, sometimes I wince, so I just think that's weird. Um, terrified of needles, can't stand needles, man. I hate can't Absolutely. handle it. Oh, no, yeah. they make me, they just make me cry. Straight <laughs> up. Not a fan. I'm very uncomfortable with needles. Very uncomfortable with them. Well, if uh, anyone needs someone to call triple zero, Ross is your man. Well, I can administer. If I needed to give okay. someone an injection, I could do that. Okay. But when it comes to seeing it on screen or happening to me, mm. no, can't handle it. I'll faint. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should try and play someone that that like that happens a lot. You know, exposure therapy. Maybe I'll get over it. Yeah. Oh, perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe. Um. Okay. Well. And speaking of Daryl, though, mm. um, you guys do these um, movie posters. Yes. Online. Um, they pop up every once in a while, and I always have a cackle at them. Like, um, how do you find time to do that? Like, Daryl. Like, he's just. He's an absolute magician. Um, we used to make them all the time. Like, he'd just get an idea and then go, okay, pose, do this, and then literally, like, that evening, there'd be uh, some amazing fake poster. There's, like, 20 movies we that don't exist but that should. Mm-hmm. Um, They're always like, hilarious. Yeah. The poses that you guys do and the work that goes into it. Like it's, They're so in detail. Yeah, um, we've had, they like, look like movie posters. Yeah, they look legit. Like, yeah. We could actually pay for out of space, like in Hoyts or something, or event <laughs> cinemas, and put them up. Yeah, definitely event cinemas. Definitely event cinemas. <laughs> and you, people would probably think it was real. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I always get the kick out of it. Because yeah, I, 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 and as well, um, uh, I don't know. You just see this group of people having a whole bunch of fun as well, and that's oh, that's always they're very yeah. cool as well. Seriously, um, we all through uni we referred to ourselves as the twenty somethings, mm-hmm. and. I don't know how I got so lucky to meet such a like-minded, fun group of people mm-hmm. making, especially when you get to make films with your friends like that. We all work really, really hard. We don't, we don't muck around, like, but we, at the same time, we enjoy every single second. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I got so lucky, but it's phenomenal and we need to make more of those posters. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think something else that resonates with that, when you guys come to Made in the West, you always do the bathroom photo. <laughs> I think that's, that's hilarious shout as well. Out to Matt Bella. Yeah, yeah, big uh, shout out, Maddie. Selfie. Yeah, the bathroom selfie. That always happens. Um, I, I was yeah. privileged. I got to be in the bathroom yes. selfie last year. Oh, it is a privilege. Uh, it gets bigger every year. I've mm-hmm. noticed to the point where 
hopefully like the bathrooms are big enough to accommodate to get everyone in the photo mm. or maybe not yeah. maybe it's good to have them all crammed in there into this yeah. little mirror you know, yeah, it yeah. just emphasizes how many people want to get in on this thing. Yeah, that's right. But, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt I felt a bit terrible with uh, my photo because I, I, you know, sometimes when you get a photo taken of you and yeah. you just have the wrong face, <laughs> like I had yeah. this cross-eyed thing going on. I was like, because mm. uh, I was looking at the mirror, looking at the camera, looking at the mirror, and <laughs> both my eyes have gone like that. So yeah, um, yeah. I think some, someone in my family is like, "Why are you cross-eyed? And like, what, have you got a lazy eye?" I'm like, no, I'm just. It's just a dicky photo. It's great. Look, <laughs> great it adds, photo, but it's uh, I'm being dicky in the photo. From a photographer's POV, it mm. adds like levels. It adds, you know, character. <laughs> yeah. So it's fantastic. There's always next year mm-hmm. and this year. Yeah, this so, year. This year's yeah. coming up. The entries are rolling in, by the way. I cannot wait yeah, to yeah. see what comes out because it it always blows me away. Yeah, I just can't believe that we've gotten it onto that screen. It's mm. like. Um, uh, I was I was talking about it with um, uh, you know um, Misty uh, last week, and it's just amazing how far it's come. Like I remember, we used to have a projector, yeah, on you know in on the floor in front of a like an abandoned old cinema, right? So it's this rundown cinema that no one ever used anymore, right? And I'd go up and push the space bar for the next oh, the next yeah. film, right? So yeah. it's gone from that. To being on and a, a projector that I borrowed from a guy in Coffs Harbour, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Just because, why yeah, not? Yeah, why not? And um, it's gone from that to being on this, like, $4 million projector, four stories high, you know? It's just insane. It is. It's just insane. Um, and we started out a protest as well. Like, yeah, we weren't getting looked after. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to show our movies. And there's no way to get like, because if you if you put on a movie, right, a 20 minute film or a five minute film, whatever the duration, mm. you get 50 people there to watch your five minute film. What do you do then? Yeah, it's true. You got you got to stack movies around it, and that's okay. sort of where that's another thing that fueled it. Mm. Um, but then it's just running out of control. Is <laughs> this thing that I have to do now? <laughs> Ew, it's such a burden. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Look, uh, for instance, a venue change. That's a year's work. That's a yeah, year's work changing is. a venue, right? You get there, like, it, it grows every year, but then people very often forget that, if, like, that whole 12 months building up to that has been... Yeah, it's every weekend. Like, blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. Um, and you can tell because it... I feel like I've... I kind of... Metaf- it's like a beautiful metaphor. Like, I grow... Like, every year too. Like, every time it rolls around, mm. you kind of... You just watch how far like everyone's going and you're going and it's amazing to see it progress mm. i nearly fainted last year i couldn't believe i i almost had i had tears in my eyes just the fact that i got to see myself and my friends work on the extreme screen i can die happy now <laughs> if i die it's like that's cool i never I in a thousand die. years thought we would get that done <laughs> you know it just it blew me away mm. um i and I feel like that kind of inspiring, that inspiration really is going to fuel like everyone else in that audience to mm. push themselves and to make them go, you know what, I can do this too. Yeah, it reminds them that it's accessible. Yeah, you can totally do it. That's 100%. what it, that's that's what it does for people. Mm. It reminds them, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny you say though, like um, the way that 
um, the content is improving and the performances are improving and the you know the stories are improving. You're seeing a lot more narrative arc out there. You know, a start, yes. middle, and end. Yeah. Um, we used to get a like I always say to people. Do a seven-minute film for you know being a curator in a festival. Yeah. Seven minutes is a great duration for a film. I'm going to need that advice. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Seven <laughs> minutes for a film because if you think about it, if you if you did a um, a fifteen-minute film, it has to be a knockout to be selected. Yeah. It has to be a knockout because in fifteen minutes you could show two seven-minute films. That's correct. Right. So you're more likely to pick a seven-minute film just from the duration. Right. Yeah. So, but with that said, we get a lot of fifteen-minute films that end up on there. Yeah. And that says something because you're reluctant to pick, you know, mm. um, to select a fifteen-minute film, even though it might be scoring well. Yeah. Like, um, if 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 it's a total knockout, it, clearly it goes in, right? But there's some that end up in the border, end up okay. in the borderlands, right? Yeah. So you go, well, I, I I cut the mediocre fifteen-minute film to put two. Really good, really good seven-minute seven films in, right? So the seven-minute yeah. films will always win. But with that said, I find Made in the West is becoming the exception to yeah. that, that, own, that unspoken rule, mm. you know, because, like, I think a good majority of the films last year were 15 minutes. You know what they were? Because I'm thinking I, that did stick, stick out to me a lot. Um, generally, you kind of expect there are a few like really short mm -hmm. shorts in there, um, which is kind of cool because it breaks it up. Um, the pace is kind of like mm -hmm. surprising, but there were a lot of fifteen-minute ones. They were all so good. Yeah, uh, the playlist was fourteen films. Yep. Normally, the playlist is seventeen to eighteen films. Okay, That's so a couple of them beat out like a couple. Yeah, totally. Um, um, and then they become final selected. Yeah. That's why we started doing the semi-final category mm. because because you got to understand the semi-finalists from last year would have been finalists the previous year. Yeah. That's how fast it's growing. Oh my god. And there's another interesting fact about it as well. We're up to what I call the playhead. Yeah. Because if you start up a festival, you're three years in, people start hearing about it, and they go, "I made a movie two years ago." And they'll put it in. Well, we've got everyone's movies. <laughs> There's no more movies. We've got them all. <laughs> They're all yeah. done. So all the movies are made are fresh. Yeah. They're freshly yes. made. And now half of them are made for Made in the West. That's right. Yeah. They Absolutely. are totally made for it. I, um, I've been... I said when we wrapped filming on She's Not Your Type last year, about almost this time last year, mm -hmm. that now I wanted to move more into directing... I still will always want to do acting. Like, I love mm -hmm. it to death. But I want to have, like, the reins over my own project now. And Made in the West has definitely been a massive motivator because I just keep thinking to myself, end of next year, I'm going to be back mm. in that cinema, you know, with my cast and my crew, and we're going to be sitting down and watching the film that we made. Yeah, totally. Um, it's, a, it's a big buzz. Yeah. It's a really big buzz. Nice. Um yeah, I, I, well, um, speaking, you know, we won't go straight into She's Not Your Type straight away, but um, I think you have been nominated at Main the West in every film that you've ever put in. Yes. You've gotten a, um, an actress I nom. I have. I have. Yeah. Um, I just realised that today when I was yeah. doing the research for the show. I'm like, oh, wow, she's actually been nominated for, for each I film have. that she's submitted. Um, but you did one, uh, The Thing About You. Yes, that was like a romantic comedy. Mm. Uh, Daryl wrote and directed that one. Um, Jesse Highland was my co-star. And we just play like this couple who's kind of quirky and we invite some friends over for dinner. But it doesn't doesn't kind of mesh so well. 
mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, again, I hadn't done a rom-com style film before, which mm-hmm. was really, really good. Mm-hmm. They're not that common, you know, like to kind of get to do i feel yeah because normally it's going to be a slasher film a horror film a comedy um a drama yeah yeah but this is a very daryl loves his um like hollywood rom-coms as do i i'm a rom-com fiend Mm -hmm. um so we made it very colorful like music you know city shot kind of thing yeah it was very pretty yeah, it was, it was very pretty. It was a pretty film. Yeah. Yeah, but then then uh, then we move along to She's Not Your Type. Now, mm. uh, that movie, <laughs> where do I begin? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I guess, okay, I guess, I, I guess well, well, tell us a little bit about the film and what was your role in that film? The basic premise is this guy is introducing his new girlfriend to his friends mm-hmm. on a date, on a dinner date. Um, they have no idea who she is, uh, but the second she walks in, holy crap, <laughs> uh, shit hits the fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I cannot tell you, I read that script like three times in a mm-hmm. row when I sat down and Matt sent it to me because for ages I'd been saying to Matt, like, I really want to make something, I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually goes, okay, I have this idea. And he wrote the character of Alex for me, mm-hmm. which is very, very cool. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I was laughing so hard. Like, my parents were like, are you okay? And then I, I called oh, them. Because you're in there just laughing at <laughs> silence yeah. because you're reading. <laughs> like, <weird years>. <laughs> <laughs> like, just what's going on? And then I got my She's sister. finally gone mad. Yes. The second Alana got home, my sister, I was like, you need to come in here and read this right now. And I gave her the script and I just sat there and I watched her and, I, and I'm just waiting for her to laugh. And she was like, dude, this is crazy. Mm. I, I, I could not wait um, to play her. This whole, that whole project, mm-hmm. we filmed it magically because I had to go to Europe and we had one particular... Yeah, it was, it was Luke Walker who was the um, cinematographer. Yes. Yeah, a big he's, shout out to Luke. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, he really makes it look like a Hollywood movie mm. and watching him work is nuts. Like, he just sets the bar that high. I feel like anything I ever make, I'd have, I'd have to have Luke on because he's just that amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way his brain ticks is, is great to watch too. Um, oh my god, like, where do I even begin? Everyone was flawless. Like, we all rocked up to work. Um, everyone was on top of their game. Mm-hmm. No one, like, we rarely even had line mess ups. Like, it was just that on the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were constantly laughing as well and really had to hold it in a lot of the time mm-hmm. not to mess up the shots because a lot of crazy stuff happens. Yeah. I did things in that movie that <laughs> if I did in real life, I would definitely be in jail for. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I quote that movie. Really? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. I, to- I totally quote it. I, you know when a movie is good when you start quoting it's it. It's true. It's All right? true. Yeah, there's certain quotes in there. It's one of your lines, actually, that oh I, I've quoted a few times. So that I. Um, oh, it's really, it's really crass. Um, it was like being fisted by Mike Tyson. It was the line. <laughs> Cause it's just so sho- Like that film is just so shocking. It's an onslaught after onslaught after onslaught. Nonstop. Before you yeah. finish laughing at the last gag, you're into the next one. And it's just, 
Oh, like, I remember when we watched it here. Yes. When we were um, yeah. uh, setting it up for Maine the West. And uh, we all looked at each other like, oh, my God. <laughs> what just happened? And we're, what just happened? And, um, yeah, oh, my gosh. Um, and I said right there, I said, that's going to get the Audience Choice Award. I betcha. We we were stoked when that happened. Mm. Um, that oh that was like one of the best moments I've ever had. Mm. And same for Matt too, like hundred percent. With with that line, that whole segment. Um, yeah, because there's outtakes of that. There's outtakes. So some of them I wrote. Some of them even Zoe came up, mm-hmm. um, who's one of my other co-stars in the film. Um, and then Matt had a bunch, and we just would like run through them, mm-hmm. and. Like, you just kind of have to not think about what you're saying. Otherwise, you're just going to laugh at everything. Yeah, I don't know how you kept a straight face um, doing all those lines. And then especially when I do that line, it's very, like... Yeah, yeah. Physical, <laughs> too. <laughs> it, has, it definitely stays with you. Like, Whoa, it's just so yeah. shocking. Even Matt was saying, he's like, the one thing I'm worried about with this film is that people are going to be laughing and then they're going to miss the next joke because it is that fast-paced. Mm. Um, I'm obsessed with, like, everything... Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like, my sense of humour is very, very varied, mm-hmm. and this was just like the the jackpot of films to do. Yeah, I well, it is a jackpot of a film. Like, it's doing the rounds. Like, it's yes. over, it's overseas at the moment. Yes. Um, you've gotten a few more noms at different festivals. Like, yeah, yes. what, what's a, what's a festival that you've gotten a nom at? Um, the Monster Fest in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I believe Matt is up for best director. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and it's that festival looks insane. It's like a horror slasher mm-hmm. film festival. Rob Zombie is opening it with his new film. Oh wow! Uh, is it three for the three for the kill, I think. Yeah, you know, the, the sequel to Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a kind of it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 see, so much I love Will Ferrell, <laughs> but um, that's really cool. Hopefully, Sydney Indie Film Festival mm. we will get screened at. Um, we're just waiting to like hear stuff about that yeah you're just um, waiting to be selected waiting to be selected yeah. otherwise i'll just put like my my long black hair extensions back in and get my leather jacket and my satanic tattoo back on me and i'll like burst into their offices <laughs> alex Star. with a cigarette and start putting it down on people i'll put it out on people and i'll throw grenades um until they say yes bring your own uh, spaghetti yeah, yeah bring your own spaghetti <laughs> and your own fish yeah, yeah um people have no idea what the hell i'm talking about but you need to go see it um I'll definitely keep people posted about screenings in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have been making the rounds, like, all around America. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt got two director awards at the Atlanta Comedy Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we played at a few in... Oh, my God. Like, there are honestly so many places. We have a run out of space in the poster to put the little... Yeah, to put the laurels. Yeah, to put yeah. the laurels. Um I just, we're all so proud of it. Yeah, and it, it deserves its accolades. It, it really does. does. It's, it's. A, I was standing next to Matt, watching him watch the audience during that film, and I was just watching him just light, lit up. That man was lit oh. up. Um, oh, I cannot. Because the whole place yeah. was electric watching that movie. It went off. I got goosebumps thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I um, every time I'm about, to, I'm about to watch myself, I want to vomit. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there in the chair like. 
this is a mistake. I'm like, <laughs> what have I done? What, what have I, I done? done? Like, I'm going to let everyone down. This is going to be horrible. Like, not the film, me, like specifically me. And I get super anxious about it. Mm. And then the second it came on, I brought my best friend Lisa as my date. Um, and even just having her there, because she's hard to, to make laugh. Like, if mm. you've made her laugh, like, I've succeeded. Mm-hmm. Hearing her laugh and, and the crowd reaction was an just overwhelming phenomenal feeling of just triumph i immediately relaxed Mm -hmm. and i allowed myself to to laugh as well and i couldn't believe how much people were enjoying it it was yeah well look guys if you get a chance to check out she is not your type i recommend it it is an onslaught of uh awesome comedy um but okay so (laughs) um but you've got some projects coming up um, you, you, didn't just, you just finish shooting a film? Yes. So this is another Matt Vella project, mm-hmm. uh, Vella Matt Films. So we've got Neil Colhatkar and Rachel Baker mm-hmm. in the two leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is another comedy, another kind of gross comedy, uh, which I am all for, and it's called Tent. Um, it should be completed, I think, very soon. So hopefully by the end of 2019, there will be screenings or ways to get to see the film mm-hmm. uh that was good i was second ad and it was it was hilarious mm. it, this one's gross like she's not your type has moments definitely has moments mm-hmm. but this one wow yeah. okay uh, but that's all you can say about it i imagine <laughs> that's, all I, all I can say that's all you can say for now yeah yeah i like it when we get to that point because there's always projects that are people working on like oh i can't really talk i can only talk this much about it but that's understandable that's understandable um but uh, do you so you're you are interested in writing and directing absolutely uh i've i have always been obsessed with writing since mm-hmm. i was a little kid um i've even written a novella i write poetry sometimes music and i Initially, I mean, even in the first place, I wanted to get into acting so that one day I could become a director because from what I had learned growing mm-hmm. up, being an absolute, like, film freak, all my favourite people that I looked up to had gotten to that path often through acting. Mm-hmm. And, like, Drew Barrymore, I absolutely love her. She has her own company. Like, she's got a massive array of films. Love that. Like, I would want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angelina Jolie, same kind of thing. Um, and then I just kind of thought to myself, like, maybe I should just do it. I could just still act and still have fun, but let's just do it now. Like, mm. Let's just write and direct. Why not? Um, I think that's the key, though, yeah. is to just do it, right? Just do it. Just, um, and, and, and sometimes I think you've got to move beyond doing and just being as well. Absolutely. you just got to be it, you know? Definitely. Um, and and, and I, I suppose you've got to sort of... Um, fuel your soul like I, when i write and then edit i have this strange I, I've, I've said this a few times like when i edit these days i actually feel it in my hands while i'm cutting doesn't matter what i'm cutting um i just feel it leaving me and going to the compu- and going into the computer mm. and when i write when i'm on when i'm writing a really good script i just feel it in my hands yeah and it just it like you know that saying like it writes itself 
um, when you get into the zone, like, don't get me wrong, there's nothing worse than looking at a blinking cursor, right? <laughs> Been there plenty of times. And I'm a pacer. Like, I do it in here. Like, I'll walk back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. Sit back down in the chair and like, all right, now go again. Yes. And um, and then, you know, take that and then refine it back mm. down and then go, oh, I hate this, rip it up and throw it away. Um, <laughs> and start all over again. Um, but uh, on a personal level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a pacer and, like, a, a fidgeter as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I need... Yeah. I, I, yeah, I get physically involved in writing. Mm. It's not just me sitting at a desk. Yeah. You know, I'm physically involved with it. And, uh, yeah, and it's an emotional roller coaster because there's moments like, I'm awesome! <laughs> I fucking hate myself! <laughs> this sucks! <laughs> Self-doubt! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, always. But- always tapping on the shoulder like, you know, is it good? Is it that good? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, but the, the key is to get it, give it to people to read. Um, and, and put it out there. That's it. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite things I ever learned from acting is taking on criticism. Um, I've at NIDA, it's very brutal, but it's good because mm. that's what you need. You need that backbone. And I'm not scared anymore to, mm. to get feedback. I don't care. Like how, just lay it on me. Mm-hmm. Um, lucky as well. I have a lot of friends who are really amazing writers and they'll be honest with me and help me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written three scripts. Mm-hmm. And I think I've I have picked the one that I want to make uh, definitely by the hopefully by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. My issue is I write a lot, mm-hmm. um, so I've got to condense it. Yeah, I just always feel like I have like I have to say this or I have to add that in. Um, well, a little bit of advice yeah. I find is is helpful in this regard yeah. is when you've overwritten it, yeah. is to show and not tell. Because it sounds like when you've written it too too much, you're mm. probably telling too much. You've yeah. got to show more. And don't be afraid for, um, you know, for interpretation to occur. Mm. Because you go, well, they need to get it, so I need to write it this way. That's they don't need to get yeah. it. It just needs to be for you. That's, That's right. You, you, it's a bit, I don't know, I think um, I'm a bit selfish when I write. I write it for me. Mm. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong, <laughs> like, I, I do. Like, um, when you hand it over, and I find as well, like, write for people I know. Yes. Like, um, I don't write about their personality. I write them as an actor. Yeah. So I write for them because mm. I've worked with this person before. And, like, even though they may not do the role, because, like, I, I even say I'm really brutal with some of my guys. Like, because I'll say to them, I'm writing this story for you. Do you yeah. like it? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll totally do that. Well, no, you have to audition. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, well, I'm down, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I just wrote it for you. It doesn't mean you're doing it. Chief, <laughs> what do you think? This is your handout? <laughs> yeah. Well, the likelihood is they're going to get the part, right? But, no, yeah. but with that said, you know, yeah. um, I do write for people. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's, you know, well, I feel like I have to, I have to do more of that. Mm. Um because I'm used to creative writing, you know, mm. paragraphing everything. So script writing, I have to learn to chill, mm. just calm down, reel it back in, and leave some stuff to the imagination, mm. like you said. Um, I think I've got two of them are comedies, and the one that I want to make this really long one. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it was originally starting off as a comedy, but now it has ended as a thriller. Yeah, okay. And it is based on a real life event. Does that say something about your personality? Um, yeah, <laughs> it started so out as a comedy and ended up as a thriller. Yeah, that's me. Um, you know, uh, definitely. But yeah, so what's it's his, interesting. So what's this story about, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I won't give too much away, but it's about a date that's gone horribly wrong. In the beginning, it's mm. funny. 
Like okay, so you started of, as a rom-com. Yeah, 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 yeah. essentially. Um, it was pure comedy, and I, if I wanted to, I could really condense it to just be that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the way that this situation unfolded, mm-hmm. there's no way I couldn't put this in there now because it was so left of field. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it at all. So it's kind of like two people go on a date the, the guy knows it's a date, but the girl doesn't. Mm. And this is a thing. Like, this this happens. Mm. Um, millennial Gen X, whoever, like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a thing. Like, this just miscommunication. And it, it can be really, really funny. Mm. Um, I won't give away the ending. But, yeah, it just... And obviously, like, my imagination runs kind of wild, so... Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I wanted to drill into this a little bit, because yeah. you started it as a rom-com and then it's yeah. ended up a thriller. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it's it's pretty Cause fascinating, actually. Because I, like I like it when things yeah. like that happen, like, because you start off doing it this way and it ends up that way. Yeah, yeah. did not see it coming at all. But I guess it happened for a reason, mm. so this is where it's supposed to go. Mm. And then the other mm. ones I've written, they are also kind of based on life experiences in a romantic sense, but looked at in a in a comedic standpoint. Because mm. I feel comedy... I don't know. I love comedy. It gets me through everything. Um, Ooh, I keep doing that. <laughs> you stop, do. stop it, Ross. You do stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really... I Especially as a female writer and to direct my own stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of girls who have you know, made short films with that kind of tone. So I'd, mm. I'd love to kind of break into that. Yeah, well, I think that's another thing as well, is yeah. filling a void, right? Yeah. Because that's the, I think that's mm. a, 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 what um, a writer is. You're, you're writing to fill a space. Yeah. And you've got to choose that space. And some of those spaces are already occupied. So you, you maybe you go around and look right. for another one. Uh, maybe you go around and look for uh, something that's more suited to you. That's why I go, oh, you started out a rom-com, but you ended up writing yeah. a thriller. Because you started out saying, you know, I prefer the greediness. Yes. You know, I prefer the, yeah. the, the uh, not so much the gore, but something that is untidy, something yeah. that's, you know, that's got blood and something that's got gravel in it, mm. you know. Sometimes I even think I, in the future I want to write a script that is just going to allow me to do crazy shit. Mm. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm, def- I'm all about, like, laughing and comedy, making my friends laugh, mm. always been me, but then I also have an equally dark side, and I would love to just write something where I could just kick mm. kick someone's ass. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, get all bloodied up and have some, like, epic, like, choreographed accident. Mm. I don't know, just something cool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe well, get possessed by a demon. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Well, I, I did, I, in my journey as a writer and director, like I, I wanted to do gangster films, you know. I wanted to do Western no Sydney-style gangster films. Um, if you haven't seen one of mine, check it out. It's called Pushing the Envelope, right? I have seen Pushing the Envelope. Oh, you have seen this? I have. Yeah. Um, oh, you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. I'm mm. actually a very big, like, mafia gangster fan, mm. even though those movies depress the shit out of me. Mm. Like, um... Scarface. I think I was walking around my house for like five days just, <sighs> what is life? This is really sad. Uh, casino, same thing. I love I, Casino. I, I, it's, like a, it's like a religion. You have to it watch is. it once a year, right? Yeah, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> maybe twice. Maybe twice, maybe twice. If, if I have the emotional capacity. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're so cool. So you mm. originally wanted to just do... Gangster films, gangster. but Western Sydney gangster. Ooh. So a little bit of Aussie Ocker. Um, yeah. um, you know, that... Um, you know, Western Sydney dialect, you know, yes. um, you know, Western Sydneyisms, if you want to yeah. call them that. Um, so if you watch, you know, Pushing the Envelope, you'd yeah. see that in there. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm a, I like sci-fi. Like, I, I want, you know, you have this thing that you want to do, mm-hmm. but there's something that you are. And yeah. um, I've written, like, I think about four sci-fi scripts this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, are they all feature length? No, no, they're all shorts. Okay, shorts. All shorts. Uh, my favourite that I want to shoot next year is called um, Microcosm. Microcosm. Yeah, it's about these guys that are on a spaceship that are in deep sleep and um, uh, they have to... Um, uh, because if they, if they go into a deep sleep for hibernation and they don't dream, um, when they get to their destination, they have Alzheimer's. So to not have Alzheimer's, they have to live this simulated life while they sleep on the ship. Oh, my God. And I figured out how to do this in seven minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I'm shooting that next year. Luke, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, I need you. <laughs> Come back down to New Come South back. Wales, man. I need you to shoot this film for me. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't want... Yeah, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, obviously, but that's the, that's the basic premise. And, and it's called microcosm because then you start to question, are they on a ship? Yeah. Uh, what oh. is reality? What is it? Are they going to a destination? Is there a destination? Or is the whole Inception. thing just a dream? Is it the dream? Yeah, it's a bit Inception. It's obviously I've referenced the, you know, the Matrix, Inception, <laughs> yes. all of these sort of things that are, yeah. that, are, that, are, that are in me because of you know, the films that I love. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I, I tend to write gangster or yeah. sci-fi. Um, the other things that I write, though, um, speaking of like changing your direction mm. while you write, is it happens with me a lot with lyrics. Mm. Yeah, so when I write lyrics, I yeah. you, you come up with a story because like, the band will write a song and then you'll populate that song with lyrics, yeah. right? And then you might have an idea of what that story is going to be and it's never the same. Every time by the time I finish writing it and practicing it and then swapping and changing it, the story's totally different from when I started. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think one example is one I was writing one about a uh, you know uh, it was like this this hitman point man and yeah. it ended up being about poking machines. So, <laughs> <This is random. laughs> what a detour! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, it's a song called King for a Day, right? So yes. he's king for a day, and he's, you know, and he's supposed to have all these guns and like walk around shooting people, but that's not what happened. That he ended up sitting great. in a chair in his throne, which is the you know the pokey chairs yeah. that are like um you know they're really comfortable mm-hmm. a pokey chair, and he's just. Yep. Hitting the button all day. That Instead of pulling song. a trigger, he's hitting the button. Amazing. What a metaphor for life, though. You just you think you're going to go one way, and then boom. Yeah, yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Which is the best. And it's one of our best songs. You know, uh, works really well. Big <laughs> shout out to Mendoza. Come and check out us out in November. Um, <laughs> yeah, because because I'm crazy, right? While running a festival, <laughs> I decided to do an EP launch two yeah. weeks before the festival. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I could I could say some things, but I feel like most people that have this tenacity and this love for filmmaking mm. are crazy. Mm. It's just a thing. It's an obsession. It's a passion. You just you just want to do everything and just you know, you, you love all of it. Yeah, I do. I can't blame you. I can't blame you because I'd probably do the same thing mm. if I had a band. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, but, it's, it, but, it's, it, but there's all these different things that people do like <laughs> like you know you 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 want to be a um a writer and director and an actor you go oh i might do photography as well yeah you know, just stack that not? on there why not why not um yeah, yeah i constantly load myself up with way too much work mm. but i i love it i love being busy and i love being occupied mm. um, i like having too much on my plate because the second there's i have a break i'm like what what am I doing? Yeah, I go a bit insane when I there's a nuts. when there's a when there's a, a breath of fresh air. I'm like, oh, I've forgotten something. <laughs> 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 I've totally forgotten something. 
Um, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, it's a bit unnerving doing nothing. But sometimes you've got to do nothing. Like the, when yeah, I'm you doing, you have to force yourself. To do I have nothing. to force myself to do nothing. Mm. And when I do nothing, it's usually watching a film. So yeah, I'm still, I'm still right. kind of working because I'm studying right. or refreshing. I made, I made lists. I made. Um, like classics I have to watch that are in the top two. Oh, you have lists as well. I have lists. Yes. Yeah. And then I have ones that I've, like I have ones I've bought that I just haven't watched in the last five years. And I should because mm. I've bought them. And I have like ten different things of movies I have to watch. And and then TV shows. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah, are you a binge watcher? Yeah. Everyone's a binge watcher, really. They are. The people that aren't, that like weekly episodes, I'm sorry, but... What's wrong with you? get psychologically tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone tell these people what decade it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I love the pish guy. Have you seen the pish guy? No, I don't think I have. Check it out. Okay. Guy wears like a Cosby jumper going up to people in the street just going... Yeah, yeah, and he films their reactions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he gets them going nuts, man. Because he's not actually saying anything to him. He's just... Psh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Yeah, me, uh, Misty and I have been around the house doing that the entire time we've, <laughs> since we've seen that. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Hey, Misty, you want a coffee? Psh. I'm going to start doing that. Just pishing people. Yeah, and then when I'm bored, like just on the train, just go up to randoms. But you chuck your arms up as well and look disapproving. You know? Yeah. Yeah, just. You've got to have that. You're a fucking loser looking your face like. Oh, gosh. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Where were we? We were going somewhere. We were going somewhere. Where were we going? We were talking about writing and directing. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn. Yeah, that's right. So you, you've. Oh no, I was I was on a rant. You, yeah, I was on a we rant. Yeah. <laughs> well, rant, um, to come to the end of that rant. Yes. Um, so writing and directing, I guess. Mm. Just finding the time because we stack yeah. all of these things together, and you just want to find the time. So, mm. uh, for me, I've now got to start scheduling my year. That's what it's come down to. Yes. <laughs> it's come down to scheduling I the entire year. Bought a life planner. A life planner. Yeah, it's a diary, but it's just like a way more sectioned off diary to okay. help you, like big, like morning, afternoon, evening, and then you have all different time slots for things. And yeah, I needed that. Yeah, I needed it. Well, we have a big calendar on the wall, mm. and it's three months at a time, and it's because uh, they don't sell calendars big enough, yeah. right? So we draw. <laughs> We, we don't. We draw up our own calendars, yeah. right? And it's this big, you know, there's a wall upstairs that's got all of our stuff on it. Uh-huh. Um, but I need to start, I need a bigger wall. That's that's what's you happening. Need a wall to accommodate your calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not talking like a space on a wall. I'm talking a wall. A wall. <laughs> that's what it's come to. That's Whoa. what it's come to. Like, and I, can, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't do the podcast in summer because who wants to do a podcast in summer, right? It's cool. <laughs> yeah, no. Wanna, oh, psh, whatever, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm going to do the podcast yeah. in winter and then shoot in summer because then okay. I, I've right. got to have time to make films. It's true. Time. It's I've got to have true. Time. Um, the band you can sort of fit in between, and then I've got my other hobbies. We're talking about it off air before, like because I'm into yeah. astrophotography, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, the reason I bring it up because you're a photographer. That's right. Correct. And I thought you'd dig it, you know. So I want to do. I start. I want to start doing these how tos of astrophotography because I'm just. It just fires my geek cylinders yep. right off. Like, oh, um, yeah, geek cylinders. The best. <laughs> <laughs> 
It does. It does. Like, uh, um, you know, deep space objects and, you know, um, photo stacking for Jupiter. Watch this space, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch this space, pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Pun intended. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag space is not fake, okay? <laughs> it's not fake. <laughs> it's totally real. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you just looked through your telescope, you don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, if you make these how-to videos, you're going to prove that it is real. Yeah. And the, so. well, the other one I want to do is um, GoPro into space, right? A so GoPro into space. GoPro into space. That's the one that I've been working on for years and it always ends up on the back burner. So how are you just going to just send one? Oh, on, a, on a helium balloon. So get okay. a box, put a camera out on each side of the box. Send the, you, know, you know, like weather balloons? Yeah, Because yeah. this is what they do to measure weather and stuff, right? Okay, So they right. put some, you know, what measures air pressure? Barometers, mm-hmm. right? So they put barometers, thermometers, yeah. all kinds of ometers, right? They put on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they ometer this thing up mm. and then they send it up uh, on, a, on a helium balloon. <laughs> yeah. And the helium balloon, because the air pressure changes, it gets weaker and weaker. The b- balloon expands and expands and expands. And eventually when it gets to the very edge of the atmosphere, it explodes. Right, explosions in space. Yeah, yeah. I'm sold. And um, and then there's this little tiny parachute that's on the on the cables, and when it starts to fall, it comes back to earth. And because it ends up okay, in a, it ends so up you're in not a. Gonna necessarily lose the GoPro. No, I get the GoPro back. That's pretty sweet. And you and you program it to record at different times at different altitudes, and you point one up at the explosion exploding balloon because who doesn't want to get that shot? Crazy people. And don't. then I want to take the GoPro and put it in a frame and put it on the wall. Because again, see that GoPro? This been to space, mate. It's been, been to space. <laughs> Some people put on a bike helmet. I sent this bad boy to space. That's what I want to say. Yeah. I would just like frame it and then put it like wear it as a necklace everywhere for the first month. Oh, bling! Hey guys. GoPro bling. Oh, what, what's this? It, it's been to space. Right. Gold plate it. <laughs> yeah. Thick gold chain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Get a get a big hat. That's so cool. You have to do it. Mm. You have to. The second that it, it starts getting warm and you're not podcasting, just do it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I'm not podcasting. Yeah. Um, mm. I was actually going to... I was thinking about doing two a week. Glad I didn't do that. Mm. Um, Might have been a bit hectic. Yeah, well, it's an hour turnaround. So you do an hour of an episode, then you've got to cut it for an hour. Ultimate dream is to get a sponsor. If we get a sponsor out there, I can do live action cut and then I can sh- mm. turn this bad boy around in an hour. Mm. Don't know if I, I don't know if I've got the balls yet to go live to air. I don't know. Okay. That, that takes a certain amount of balls, right? It, it does, and then it also takes trust. Mm. Uh, trust in your guest. Yeah, yeah. I could be trusted. Yeah. Um, but there's some other people out there. Some other people like <laughs> Mavilla. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He was a great guest. Loose cannons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lo- oh no, yeah, loose cannon. But <laughs> good guest. <laughs> could have gone anywhere though. Could have gone anywhere. Literally anywhere. Absolutely anywhere. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, that's the other back burner. There's so many things on the back burner. So mm-hmm. films are on the back burner. Um, my feature that I've written, that's on the back, back, back burner. Cause that just takes money, right? You just need money to do a that's feature. That's it. Um, this is why sponsors would be great. Yeah. Sponsors um, and recognition. And recognition. Yeah. There's, oh, if I had money, the, the things that I would do, um, I, I mean, I'm the same. Like, I, I'll usually have two or three shoots a week that I do. Um, I also do a lot of... Uh, I love doing film stills. So mm-hmm. if you do want someone to photograph your film, 
we can do that. Mm -hmm. um, there I go. Yeah, yeah, it's the contagious. <laughs> mm. um, oh, so you go on a set and do yeah. um, photography for behind yeah. the scenes sort of stuff as well? I do. I've just done um, two for Matt, mm -hmm. and the, the second one will be up on my website soon. Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. I absolutely love doing it. I did it for Tent as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I shot the rehearsals, all the behind the scenes stuff for that. Mm -hmm. um, there's something, I don't know, there's just something about capturing those moments on a set. Yeah, I'm a big it's fan exciting. of I'm a big fan of behind the scenes. Mm. Um, every time I do a, a film, I always yeah. have a second unit crew yeah. doing the behind the scenes. It is worth it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if my movies suck, but um, <laughs> <laughs> my behind the scenes usually rate higher than the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> to differ i'm gonna say they're both excellent yeah yeah um, no yeah yeah no well <laughs> they do though like you put something online and people are like oh yeah and then you look at the analytics they watched for one minute and then you look at the analytics that uh, behind the scenes they watch the whole thing it's everyone loves it's voyeurism everyone loves to see what's going on it's so true yeah they it, like to see behind the curtain it's a thing but it's important yeah. It's yeah. important. And I think, um, uh, you know, uh, taking stills and, you know, doing that behind the scenes sort of work mm. um, just shows that accessibility. It does. You know? Shows all the hard work that was put into it um, that people often forget mm. does go into it. But I love it. I love capturing that. And same as you. I mean, I've got so many things on the back burner or, I don't know, running the little, like, hamster mill. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it'll be done soon and then it can... Well, I've got the spinning Come plates, off. that's my... Spinning plates. Yeah, you know, you're spinning a plate, yeah. and then one starts to wobble, about to fall, and you've got to go and grab that, start spinning that one. Yeah. Oh, shit, the other one's wobbling. You've got to go get that one. Yeah, I live in a world of spinning plates, you know. Spinning plates. Main the West, Mendoza, podcast. Oh, film. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I've got to go work somewhere in between here as well. <laughs> that's the thing, like... Been up all night, I've got to get on a train, great. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, working <laughs> is like the... It's the behind everything else thing everything else in my head is the important stuff mm. um oh my god so so many things to do so little time mm. um but they will happen eventually they always do mm. and we're very lucky we've got a, a lot of good people around us to help make them happen totally a lot of talent around man yeah. a lot of talent around um i was actually listening to oprah winfrey today for some no inspiration way. believe it or not yeah she's great yeah she yeah. is man she's like totally um, success is, um, uh, you know, um, discovered one step at a time. That's right. You know, there's no, uh, you, you're not just going to have that moment that you made it or break it, you know, it, no. it's going to be a lead up to that and then it's going to go on from that. It's just yeah. whether you make the choice to continue. It's true. Um, I remember I watched a video where she said every negative thing or door that closes in your life closed to push you in another direction yeah and it's true i really resonate with that so many things like that have happened in my life that is you at the time you're just furious and angry and yeah. you're like oh man this thing fell through and this i was depending on that and that's going to have a roll-on effect of this and then yeah. um because you're forced um into a corner sometimes it it makes you um you know, um, find something else or do something else yeah. that um, brings the next thing in. Um, yeah, I guess, like, uh, you know, it's something that comes up on the show a lot is, like, TVS falling over, right? That it, breaks my heart. It does. It does. It, it actually breaks my heart. I, I actually mourn that, uh, that company because it was so important. It was so important. I still have our... You know, crew lanyard. Yeah, I've still got the lanyard. Well. It is still there in my car. I mm. used to hang on my mirror 
and I just keep it in a safe spot in my car always. Mm. How lucky I was that I was there for the tail end of that because mm. I tell people constantly that that is what made university worthwhile for me. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things I ever was involved in. Yeah, well, I always pushed, um, cause I always pushed students to get their content on air. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like for instance, I, they would say, I don't know, you'd end up having like a, a water break or a smoke break mm. and you'd say to them, like, oh, I've got no idea what I've got to do for my project. And I said, well, what do you like? Mm. And like, uh, for instance, one, 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 uh, uh, lady said to me, she goes, uh, well, I'm involved with Meals on Wheels. I said, well, why don't you do a one minute video about your day on Meals on Wheels? She's like, oh, that's, that sounds boring. I said, no, I think about it. If you did that. And you did it in a way that was technically proficient, that was a bit heartwarming. Yeah. I could put that on air as a community service announcement for Meals on Wheels. That's right. The, the organisation's going to love you. You're going to make something, and then you get to get a mark on it. It's and, true. You know, um, she's now out there on TV as a reporter, right? See, oh, the, you know the I mean? influence that that TVS had on the community, on everyone that walked through, mm. walked through that building. Yeah. Um, most, most of the reporters that we ran through the news are out there in network TV. Most of them. Actually, I can't think of one that isn't. Um, you, you know, uh, the, the host of the Y Generation. Uh, she went from Channel 7, I think she's on Sky yeah. News now. Um, you know, just there kicking you know. goals. Honestly. But it all started from that accessibility, and that's what it comes down to, is that accessibility. But if it wasn't for TVS falling over, um, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. That's true. You that's know? true. Um, uh, Maine the West would have happened, because Maine the West was happening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that was happening anyway, whether I liked it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, don't get me wrong, sometimes, most of the time you like it, but sometimes you just get really tired and you're like, oh, I've got to do this thing. Mm. I've got to do this thing. Uh, because it does take effort. It takes a lot of effort. Um, and you go, oh, yeah. I've got to do this thing. I've got a deadline. I've got to do this thing. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess, oh, to, to, to digress, I look back at some of the stuff I was doing at the start of Made in the West yeah. and I look at the stuff I'm doing now. Yeah. And what I'm doing now is way more professional than what <laughs> I was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> See, like the whole Oprah Winfrey thing, the door closes to push you in another direction. That's right. But if I wasn't a, pro- if I didn't work with a promo editor at TVS, yeah. I wouldn't know how to cut promos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've actually, you know, put a lot of promo to air before, and know how to cut a promo. And so it's promos that do it. The thing that the thing that sells me in the West is yeah. the highlights reel. That's the that is the key. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, leather seats, big screen. Um, networking opportunities, these mm. these things are all important. Yep. But the hook is that video. That's the hook. That is totally um, the hook. I think I'm in it. I'm smoking a cigarette in it. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think at like 11 seconds. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah you've, been in a, you've been in a few promos for me in the West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, that one's my, my proudest. Because, you know, I, I don't smoke. And mm. filming that was super embarrassingly hard. Because... Mm. I didn't know what to do, so we had to film it a bunch of times, and I'd like, I had to walk and inhale this mm. real cigarette, and then blow it out, and then every time, every time I did, it would just go back into my eyes, and mm-hmm. then they'd be like, Oh, you got, <laughs> you got, see, that's that's a that's a smoking noob right there. As a as a um, 
a, a periodic smoker. Uh, um, when you start smoking as yeah. a child, because back in my day, that's when you started smoking. You're like 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when when you start smoking as a child, you get smoke eye because you'd, you'd have a drag, right? And then a smoke would hit you in the eye. You'd be like, yes. ah! <laughs> that was me. Right? <laughs> Total noob. That's a noob. Oh, you're a noob smoker. But I, I, I find it interesting, though, when you watch people in Hollywood smoking now, because mm. smoking is no longer the status That's right. thing that it used to be. Yeah. Before, you used to be able to, you know, uh, light in a way that mm. you could be really yep. cool, you know, shake the hair about and yep. have Marilyn a smoke. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean. Yeah, and it's the icebreaker. Hey, have you got a light? Can you, and, and, and lighting a lady cigarette, there's a bit of sexual tension, uh, tension in that. Yes. And, you know, there's all of these things that went along with it. But now you look at people in Hollywood that act smoking that clearly don't smoke. They smoke it so like you joints. you know, like, you know if it's not being done correctly. Totally. As okay, a smoker, you go, no you go, clue. you wouldn't smoke it like that. No one does that. <laughs> no one does that. No one does what that. What a loser. Well, I think, uh, um, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jonah Hill. Um, yes. In... This is the end? No, not this is the end. It's uh, oh, Leonardo like DiCaprio. Money, not Moneyball. Wolf of Wall Wolf Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf yes. of Wall Street, right? Yes. Yeah, they're in a bar and he's smoking um, and they're talking, you know, they're drinking beer, right? And then you can see him smoking it. Like a like, joint. Like a joint. You're like, you're smoking that like a joint, man. That's <laughs> okay. how you smoke a cigarette. That is true. Like, I would know that because from what I see, that's what they do with a joint. It's like a, mm. yeah. And, and, then, and the way you puff that. it, you go, <laughs> yeah. You don't do that with a cigarette. No. No way. Because if you did that with a cigarette, you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you die. <laughs> There's no way you do that. <laughs> but I hear they put uh, lettuce, dried lettuce. up lettuce for fake cigarettes in movies, yeah. I did not know that. I thought yeah. there was some special no, like, no. fake no, no, thing. That, yeah, no, hashtag um, cigarettes are fake. Um, <laughs> 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 no, they do it with um, lettuce, I believe, yeah, dried up. Lettuce mm. is the. What do you reckon that would taste like? I reckon it'd be really horrible. Really disgusting. Yeah, I reckon that'd be really disgusting. But <laughs> are they? Is that what theatre cigarettes would be? Then? Yeah, I think so. You'd have to do it right because then you'd have reform smokers that go, "Well, I can't do that because I'll end up smoking again." That's true. I did not think about that. Yeah, I think it was um, mm. Danny DeVito in War of the Roses. Yeah, he had a cigarette in his desk in glass that said "Break in case of emergency." No way. Yeah, in the film, at some point, there was an emergency. He had to break it break it open. And Danny DeVito was an ex-smoker. No. So did he, he like, end up smoking again? No, no. They, they made a or fake just... cigarette. It wasn't okay. real. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it was right. lettuce. Mm. I've had Nate here. Nate, if you were here, you could verify that on the internet. But you're not here. Where are you, Nate? <laughs> this is really sad. <laughs> get well soon, buddy. Get well soon. Get well soon. <laughs> Hashtag get well soon, Nate. Uh, one like, one prayer. <laughs> yeah, um, but they do other things that are fake in films, man. Like uh, ice cream, right? They can't. You can't use ice cream in a film, which is really sad because it would melt, right? Cream. It would yeah. melt. So they use um, mashed potato for for ice cream. Would not mind that though. Would not mind. Oh, I don't know. If it's a good cold mash. mashed potato. <laughs> oh. Look, if they can let my mum make it, I'll be so happy. Mm. I'll eat all of it. Mm. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love stuff like this. Like, movies are just magic. They are. They what, are. What would be maybe your, your like, childhood mm. film? Oh, holy shit. One. Holy shit. You've <laughs> just asked a really big question. I've opened up this black hole. Okay. I, okay. What age bracket? 
I can tell you, in age Um, brackets, I could probably do it. If you ask me overall childhood film, wow, that's that's, that's difficult. Between the ages of... Like, I can tell you from four to six. That's very specific. I was going to say, like, eight to 12. I can do eight to 12. All right, let's do four and six, and then... Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Classic. All right, uh, eight to 12. Yep. Back to the Future. Oh, look, I am such a Marty McFly fan. I've done heavy metal gigs dressed as a heavy metal no Marty way. McFly. This yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. He was one of my very first I used to crushes. ride a skateboard to TVS. <laughs> and you were wishing the whole time you were imagining it's a hoverboard. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm happy that it's a skateboard because oh, okay. I'm in the right time. Oh, true, true. Because that's how you know you're in the right time. You don't have to go back to the future. Well, if it was in the future, I'd want it to be a hoverboard. <laughs> but I was in the present at the time. All right, this, this is fine. Confirmed. It's all good. Um, oh, man. I think oh, definitely Back to the Future is one for me. Mm. The Goonies. <gasps> Holy the Goonies shit. is like... Pinnacle, my childhood movie. Yeah, I still watch it multiple times a year. If you know when you watch a movie and you like picture yourself as someone in the movie, who are you in the Goonies? Um, Andy. Andy. Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Like, I mean, he stopped kind of aging even in that movie. <laughs> he still looks really good. <laughs> but I was so jealous of her. Oh no, no, I. Oh. This is hard. That's difficult, isn't it? It's really hard because even if you're Mikey, then you're... Oh, but then... Because it changes over years sometimes because there's some movies you watch. Like, I saw an excellent meme the other day. Yeah. You know, uh, it was about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Um, When you start watching Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you can relate to being Ferris Bueller. And as you get older, you start relating to Cameron. (laughs) And when you get really old, you start relating to Rooney. (laughs) Let's hope. I don't think I'm up to Rooney yet. I think I'm still at Cameron. You're still at Cameron. Look, there's still potential maybe for Ferris. Maybe you're like in between. Yeah, sometimes I go back to Ferris. Mm. But I'm I'm starting to lean towards Cameron, you know. Oh, boy. Sleeping a bit heavier on Sunday. Oh, God. People ringing me. Oh, I just don't want to. Get, no, I can't do it today, man. This is getting <laughs> way too deep. I can't do it today, no. man. It's not happening. Man, you're just depressed. Come out. Shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think sometimes it's, it's a flip a coin. Like, mm. most of the time I would still feel like Ferris, but there's definitely days where I'm like Cameron, and I can't believe I just said that. Mm. But it's true. You, you, always, you always put yourself in, in a film. Uh, what about between 13 and 15? Ooh, 13 and 15. All right. I've got two... Films I've watched. Okay, I'm gonna go for three here. Okay. I've watched these films more times than I can count. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, my all-time favorite movie ever, ever, ever. Mm. The very first Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Comedy, action, romance, drama, Johnny fantasy. Depp. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Depp. Need I say more? Yeah. Um, everything about that movie is just me and I love it and it is magic and it is why I wanted to make It's very quotable. It's a quotable movie. Place. Like I do quote that movie a little bit, you know. It's great. Well, like, you you've got to modify a quote sometimes because the quote yeah. doesn't fully work out. You know, because I wouldn't say why is the rum gone? I go, why is the beer gone? <laughs> why is the beer gone? Why is the beer always gone? Why is the beer always um. gone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it cuz at the time when it came out it was this it was very much a throwback to those classic Hollywood epics, mm. but in this whole modern way. 
I love everything about it. Um, also, one of my go-tos, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that movie. Mm -hmm. If I ever feel sad or I just need to pick me up, I watch that film. Oh, I can tell I you. I love it. Before you tell me your third film, yeah. I can tell you my go-to film mm, to me. make me feel good. Mm. It's freaking nerdy. I love nerdy. asking people this question. I don't Freaking nerdy. No judgments ever. <sighs> Contact. Contact? Yeah. I was looking at that DVD the <laughs> other day. I was like, should I buy this? Yeah. It's been uh, a long time. Yeah, I'm okay to go. I, 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 I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie because she's like chasing funding to try and get yeah. this, but you know, to, because she's looking for little green men on different stars and different planets and, and then she's got the headset on and she hears the first signal from outer space and she knows at that point that she succeeded and there's this thing that washes over you and you're like... Oh, she did it! And then, <laughs> and then, and then, Drumlin comes in. The, her um, dad, not dad, you know, because her father yes. died when she was young. And then, and then, um, uh, you know, the, the the senior scientist takes yeah. her spot on the ship, and you're like, oh, you bastard! And then, you know, terrorism takes him out, and you're like, she gets a chance! Oh she God. gets a chance! Oh <laughs> did you? Has Makes that, me feel great. Has that movie ever made you cry? It made me cry. Um, I definitely get a lump in the throat on that one. Yeah. I don't think I cried in that film. There's, there's there's films that make me cry, but I don't think that one has done it. What what film have you cried in the most? Do you reckon? Oh, I'd say My Girl. I can't even watch that anymore. Like that's a difficult it film. Scarred to, me as a child. Yeah. I just had never experienced loss like that before. Mm. And then even as I got older, it still hit hard. Mm. And that has attached itself so deeply within me of how sad that was. I just, I can't even go there. Yeah. It's such a good movie. And he goes up and he kicks the little beehive and he's like, and it all starts. You're like, oh no, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. And then she has to give the eulogy and it's fucking harsh, man. Oh it's fucking God. harsh. What a powerhouse oh, little girl. Oh, look, I've got another one for you. Yep. I've got another one. It's the competitive film to contact. The competitive film? Armageddon. I get a lump in my throat oh, in that no. one as well, because he's on the moon. He's about like like you know. I can't believe it's a Michael Bay film that does this to me. But she's you know she's he's saying goodbye to his daughter before he like blows himself up. Not on the moon, sorry, on the asteroid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, that's a really touching moment. You know. You know what gets me? Uh, goodbyes and sacrifices. Mm. When friends sacrifice themselves for their friends or things like that, it. Heals me mm. so much. I'll cry at things that are beautiful or happy or sad. Mm. Like I'm a crier. I can't even hide it. Like I, when I saw Lion in the mm. cinema, I walked from the cinema to my car. Just, <laughs> just I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> go and wait. Had to leave <laughs> the cinema weep. to wait. <laughs> I wept all the way home, and I was like, Adrian, calm the fuck down. I had my sunglasses on, walking to my car, and I was still like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it really hit me because at the end of the film they show you the real footage of him seeing his mum mm. for the first time in, in what like 30 years yeah. and it just broke me yeah. the beautiful the, stuff it kills me yeah the beautiful stuff does do it as well um, yeah what's your third film from that uh, time uh, I'd say American Beauty oh yeah it's a sh I can't watch it now though I know I know, sucks. Right? It sucks. It really sucks. It sucks because it's such a good movie. <sighs> that movie actually changed my life. It changed... There's only been a handful that have done that. Lester Burnham was one of my heroes, man. Honestly. I had never seen 
just to take on life that mm. way. And then it completely rewired my mindset. I was like 13. Yeah. Um, and it really hit home. It just, I don't know, it just kind of almost made me grow up in a way. Mm. But I, wow. Yeah, there's another movie I quoted a lot. Yeah, yeah. someone would go, hey, hey, Ross, you got a minute? Hey, for you, I got five. I got five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I really like oh. that movie, but I haven't watched it since the um, Me Too movement. Neither, haven't watched it since. Neither have I. I can't. I, I can't. Can't, can't bring myself to do it. Perhaps uh, at some point I can get over it um, and realize that it, it was just like at that point in time we were not aware or whatever. Yeah, but, but maybe I could look at it as a piece of art yeah. where it doesn't have the connotations behind it. Maybe I can get to that point at some point, but I'm just not at that point. It's it's all just been so poisoned, to mm. be honest. Yeah, it's really tarnished um, it. It's tarnished it. It has. Even when I see things like House of Cards sitting on the shelf in a JB Hi-Fi, <sighs> I'm like, frustrating. I just turn it away. I don't even get to see the end of it. <laughs> oh. Look, from what I hear, it's not even that good. Yeah. So don't. Because that was that. very good as well. Mm. Was it? Mm. I loved his accent yeah. in it. It was really good because it had this sinister undertone to it, you know. And I really dug that. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to say, um, the, the, one of the um, a film from my early adult life, mm-hmm. I would say, would be Fight Club. Yep. Yeah. Good old Fight Club. Um, I can quote that film from start to end. Yeah, uh, quote it off. I believe it. Yeah, believe it. you know, I'm not not even joking. Mm. Still a great film, um, especially for its commentary on society mm. and I guess toxic masculinity in a way. Mm. Um, but I I picked up the twist in the first fifteen minutes. I knew mm. that Brad Pitt was part of his. So did like, I. So did I. Okay, good because a lot of people will talk about this twist as if it's like the biggest thing since Darth I Vader. got booed out of the Sixth Sense, man. I got booed out of that film. I can tell you the point where that movie tipped it over for me. Some people don't even know they're dead. And I've gone, oh, Oh he's dead. Oh, my God, obviously. People throwing popcorn. Boo! (laughs) You're lying to yourselves. You knew the twist. It's obvious. So obvious. People are like, oh, I just couldn't believe the twist. And they're like... It's pretty obvious to me, man. It's pretty obvious. No offense. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, I don't like, know. But I watch a lot of movies, though, and I, I analyze them. This is I true. I psychoanalyze them. I, I, yeah. I read deep into it. I'm a bit of a thinker when it comes to that. I've been watching movies since I basically came out of the womb. Mm. So I feel like, in a way, I have a much more of an analytical brain when it comes to stuff like that. Mm. I'll be looking for things like that, or I pick up on them even if I don't want to. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My, my cross to bear. I'll, I'll be sitting down watching a movie with someone and go, how did you even notice that? Yeah. I'm like, but it's there. Yeah. It's there to be seen. They yeah, put yeah. it in the movie. Why Why haven't you noticed it? Mm. This is the real question. That's it. But I realise that um, people are just different thinkers. Um, and I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a visual thinker and I like to see the angle in things. Yes. And films always have an angle. They have a, a, a context, a subtext, and there's always a subterfuge. So true. And, I'll, uh, and then the, the better the subterfuge in a film, yeah. the better the movie is. That's it. And that's that's another great thing like that parallels with life that I just love film for. Like it just makes you look at things from every perspective. Mm. Um and I feel like it's it's something people should do more. Yeah. Yeah. Um and even making them. Like yeah. um uh, I went through a period of um learning how to make films. It spoiled films for a little bit. Mm. But then I realized now that I have an education in film I can go back and watch every film I've ever watched. That's right. So it opened opened a whole new world so I got to yeah. see films in a different light again. Yeah. 
um, yeah, uh, but th that was really cool. Uh, really, really cool part of my life actually is um, having a sub-life crisis and going sub -life to you. Know, yeah, had a, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a midlife crisis because I was too young for that. <laughs> sub-life. Yeah, sub-life crisis. I like that. I'm going to use that when I have a sub-life crisis. Oh, you will. Yeah, because no. Maybe next year. Well, you remember when we were growing up, right? Yeah. People would tell you that you, you don't worry. You're going to have three careers in your life, right? And at that point, people say everyone has a midlife crisis, mm. right? Well. Well, you're going to have three crises in your life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one of them is a sub-life crisis, one of them is a mid-life crisis, and one of them is towards the end of your life crisis. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know? um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Mine's uh, my sub one. I don't know when it's going to come up. It'll, it'll come oh, it'll up. Just, it'll just come and land on you. Don't worry about that. I feel like I've already had sub, so many sub-sub yeah, yeah. life. Pre-subs. Crises. Pre-sub. Pre-sub. <laughs> crisis <laughs> like luckily they haven't extended into like weeks and months at a time of an actual crisis they mm. kind of last for a couple of days where i'm like what am i doing <laughs> um but yeah no they'll happen it happens to everyone it does mm. but unfortunately uh adrian we have come <sighs> to an end um, very unfortunate that is um but thank you so much for being on the show and and by the by the way uh, if people want to check out your photography what's your website yes it's adriannearmida.com uh same for facebook and instagram uh yes you can check out my portraiture and my film stills there yeah and uh you're obviously on star now i'm on star now as well under the same name um yeah you can find me that way. Right, so go and check Adrienne out online yes. and um, hire her as a photographer, hire her as an actor. Um, and once again, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, so that's the Pagey Train, and we'll see you next time. I think we should cheers. Oh, cheers. I will totally cheers to that. Cheers. Thanks for having me, Ross. No worries. <laughs>